Can I just say that I am really looking forward to who ends up in the playoffs, who loses in the playoffs, and who makes it to the Super Bowl? Because right now, it's very, very hard to tell because of who's winning. You got to give credit to these players. Welcome to Not Your Average Cheerleader NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs, and here we cover the NFL players, the game, the contracts. Man, we even cover the injuries. So I need you to sit back, relax. If you're all about the NFL, you're in the right place. I'm about to throw some commentary your way. So you know what? Go ahead and grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your food, because we're about to get this party started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to episode 14 of Not Your Average Cheerleader. My name is Ashley. I am so, so, so excited to get back into the mix of everything. We had a few games that just happened over last week. We had some craziness that's taken place with a few players and some drama in the NFL as it never ceased. But first, the episode is brought to you by the coffee that's inside my cup. I did finish a workout, so now I just got to kind of get myself back together. Um, really, really, thank you. Shout out to my friends who share their activity with me on our, our um, little Apple Watches um, they keep me going. They make me get up out of my bed and be like, let me go do a workout this morning. So if you get a chance, go for a walk, um, go for a jog, listen to this podcast while you do, shameless plug. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into this information. Episode 14, we had a few games that have happened. But first, before I do jump into the top three topics, I really want to talk about Antonio Brown from the Buccaneers real quick. I know that's been, you know, a week and a half of information out, but still, um, Anytime someone gets a, so here, I don't know if you heard what happened with Antonio Brown. He's been suspended for three games. Here's why. I have the deeds for you if you don't know. Um, so he actually, um, there was some correspondence with him. Um, I think it was a significant other, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, a person um, who got him a fake vaccination card, allegedly. Again, well, actually, he's been found guilty by the NFL. That's why he's been suspended for three games. But um, that's how this all kind of arrived, sort of speak, for Antonio Brown. Um, he did not have what is deemed an actual valid vaccination card, even though he did later get the vaccination um, against COVID-19. Um, but in the NFL, what he provided them broke protocol, COVID-19 protocols, and resulted in him being suspended for three games. Um, listen, there's a lot of drama. Um, so there's speculation around that he owed this person like $2,000, wouldn't pay him and the person snitched. I don't know if that's all the details. <laughs> I know y'all probably like he snitched. I was like, yeah, when you don't pay people, their next step is to get vengeance, I guess. I don't know. But as a result, three games, three game suspension. I know there was a lot of talk about like, you know, looking at other players in the league that also broke COVID-19 protocols and they resulted in also multiple game suspensions or at least one game suspension versus Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, used the term immunization, which turned out that he was not vaccinated at all, but also was not following protocols for the NFL either. And he wasn't suspended. He was just fined, I think around like $30,000. So, you know, do with that information what you will. Again, the drama never Overseas. I don't really have thoughts. I guess the only question I have for Antonio Brown is why get a fake vaccination card for a vaccine you were planning on getting? That's it. I don't know. That that's just that's just my thought process. 
Who am I? I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. That's just the information. So, um, but the Buccaneers are still winning. They're still dominating. They're still good playoff contenders, even though Antonio Brown is not there to be that crutch. There's other players that are stepping up whose names we did not even know. That's resulting in some great stuff. And we'll get into that game in a second, but I just wanted to highlight that just for a minute. But the number one topic, let's get started. Um, are the Steelers in trouble? Um, in my opinion, yeah. Uh, because if you look at it, they lost to the Vikings 36 to 28. First half of the game was straight trash. The Steelers looked like trash. They looked like a JV, you know, high school team playing. No offense to JV teams, but these are elite players. They're playing at the highest level. We expect way more from them. They have access to so much more. And to be fair, I feel like the caliber upon which they were playing was nowhere near what's expected of an NFL team. And it was just really appalling to watch and see. Um, there was even some comments that were said in the press conferences following the game. Poor Big Ben. Listen, the MVP for that game goes to Big Ben. Because Big Ben was like, wow, my team's not really going to do a lot of the work, including blocking for him on that offensive line. Big Ben got his tail tore up. At one point, he got sacked so bad that you saw him struggling to get up that a, I think a teammate or somebody else had to come help him for a second. Remember, this guy's had multiple injuries, shoulder, elbow, arm, both ankles, both quad. Listen, I'm, the list runs long, but I don't know what happened after halftime. But Big Ben said, fine, I'll do it myself. You know, I'm just kind of, you know, narrating. That's not really what he said. Um, and he came out and threw for 308 yards, three touchdowns and one interception. There was a point in the game where I was like, oh, snap, the Steelers might actually come back and send this into overtime. I think that's what a lot of fans were thinking. I don't think I'm alone in thinking that. However, um, Chase Claypool, who's a wide receiver for the, the Steelers, got the first down, spent some seconds celebrating, running time off the clock. And then what happened was, they just, they lost that extra moment that could have been an extra play that took place. One of his teammates tried to take the ball out of his hands to get it to the ref so the clock could be stopped. And then good old Chase Claypool, what did he do in his press conference? He blamed his teammate for like fumbling the ball or whatever, trying to get it out of his hand. He said the ref was nowhere around. Um, and I said, I don't know if he watched like other games or other players in the past, but I've seen players sprint. I mean, hustle run halfway down the field to give the ref bat the ball or put the ball down on the marker spot so the clock can be stopped. So really, I don't feel like there's really an excuse. There's a lot of difference of opinion as to whether there could have been another play out of that. All I know is when the game is that close, you should be hustling, you should be pushing, you should be pushing yourself, you should be pushing your team to win. And as a result, you lost to the Vikings. I just want to put that. Kirk Cousins, I mean, it's not like he played magnificent. He did throw for over 200-plus yards and two touchdowns, but we all know how Kirk Cousins is. He's inconsistent. He'll play great this game and play like trash the next game. My whole point is is that Chase Claypool, all I know is you got to be a team player. It's not just about you. One person doesn't win a football game. The team wins football games. So I just thought that was really, really interesting. You know, I give it to Big Ben. He really tried to salvage everything. But again, they didn't make it out um, and they end up losing to the Vikings. But what a game. I can't get over what a game that was. I was like, okay, Big Ben, I see you coming out second half, but we also know you're going to retire. Like, this is it. He don't want to get hit like that no more. I wouldn't want to get hit like that no more. Like, I would struggle to get up 
Shoot. So walking up three flights of stairs just to get anywhere, that's tiring. So imagine what he was experiencing getting sacked every turn. Like it was just extremely tiring. Go back, watch the highlights. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Moving on to topic number two. Tom Brady breaks multiple records. And I mean that, multiple records. I'm not making this up. There was a lot of them. Are we shocked? Eh, kind of, but also not. Um, so as you already know, the Bucks played against the Bills. That was going to be a really high contender game. There was a period like last year, you really thought the Bills were going to be that underdog team that was going to end up going you know, to the Super Bowl. We thought they were going to get their vengeance this season. So far, it doesn't really look that way. I mean, just looking at the game, there was a moment too where Tom Brady, watching Tom Brady run the ball. (laughs) I literally was watching a game with my dad and I turned to my dad and I was like, dad, I feel like I could beat Tom Brady in a 40-yard dash. I really do. I'm very confident with that statement. I really feel like I could beat him. Granted, he's faster now than what he was in the past. I was like, okay, he's moving a little quicker, but he was trying to run the ball. Hey, cut that out. We don't need you getting hit. We don't need you getting sacked. But thank you for proving Tom Brady still got some speed on you. I mean, he utilized Chris Godwin, um, Mike Evans. He was using other people on the team. And because of that, the Buccaneers went on to defeat the Bills in overtime, 33-27. to What a game. Um I will get to how I reacted to two important games that day. Don't worry. I'll fill you all in on my madness in a second. But 33 to 27, as you already know, Brady threw the, a high career of 700. Ooh, let me get my numbers right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Trying to read my own handwriting is a struggle bus. Brady basically hit his 700th. Did I say, say that right? That's really a difficult thing to say. You try saying that. Career touchdown game winner. So he threw the ball. By the way, who he threw it to, no one knew who that player was. I guess he was just like a backup, and he came in, and Brady threw. He cut the slant. The guy caught it, literally ran into the end zone, like, and threw the ball down like, yes, I scored my first touchdown ever with a pass from Brady. And this kid, who's one of the ball boys, runs out. Like, I mean, faster than how Chase Claypool moved to give the ref back the ball to stop the clock. This kid runs out and immediately grabs that ball. I mean, he is not playing. He is like, get the ball. Don't let him give it to anybody. We don't want another Buccaneers debacle where they had to bribe another fan. Let me go get this ball. The hustle from this kid, I need Chase Claypool to go watch that tape because the hustle from that kid is the hustle you should have had. That kid ran out there, grabbed that ball, and ran away. He guarded the ball with his life. I mean, that was, you know, a career breaking record for Tom Brady, 700 career touchdown passes in his entire tenure in the NFL. Um, He's also um, number one in passing yards, passing touchdowns, and pass completions. Brady is just the GOAT. Again, I get you can't argue. In this game alone, he threw for 363 yards, two touchdowns, and for the first time in a minute, zero interceptions. And he was running the ball. Now, I know you're all probably like, oh, Brady's the GOAT. He's the MVP of this game. I actually am going to give the MVP of this game to Josh Allen. Here's why. Because good old Josh Allen, he was doing two jobs. He was a quarterback and he was a running back. Because I don't, like, they handed the ball off one time, I think, during that entire game to another opposite player. I don't know where the Bills, like, you know, running backs are. If you're playing fantasy football, don't draft any of the running backs. They didn't get a single carry. Josh Allen, however, 
got almost every carry because I don't know if his coach came to him and said, as it turns out, we're going to need you to be both the quarterback and the running back. And I mean, his jersey was the dirtiest out of the whole team. At one point, he went to slide and he just, I guess they had this plastic down on the sideline, like past the marker. And when he slid, he slid on the past plastic and it looked like the commercial from the 1990s with that water slip and slide that they used to put in the backyards for the kids. And he just is sliding down the side. <laughs> He's just sliding down the sideline on this plastic. I'm telling you, you got to go back and watch these highlights, y'all. I can't make this stuff up. And he gets up. At one point, he was even limping. I mean, this guy threw for 308 yards, two touchdowns, and he did throw an interception that was caught by Richard Sherman, um, who we didn't even know was out there. When did he get back? Anyway, um, I I really give um, the MVP to Josh Allen doing two jobs at one point. Like when you're not throwing the ball, you're running the ball. When you're not running the ball, you're throwing the ball, and you're still trying to make plays for your team, um, I think is – Again, admirable at best. Um, however, I think that they really got to reevaluate their passing game. They got to reevaluate getting a good running back on that team to give, you know, some of Stefan Diggs and all of them a, a good break. So that's going to be my two cents. What a game, you know. We'll get into some more highlight games in just a second. But again, Brady, the GOAT, breaking every record, including Drew Brees' record. I have, you know, my motto, it's easy to break someone's record that's not playing, but we knew Brady was going to break it. He was the only one close to Drew Brees' record. So shout out to Tom Brady for just being number one in basically almost everything. Yeah. Um. So we're going to jump into topic number three, highlight games, because there were some other games that really stuck out, including my 49ers faithful. 49ers versus the Bengals, so proud of my team. They beat the Bengals in overtime, 26-23. to Listen, George Kittle, with one of the best catches I've seen in a good hot minute. 19 yards, Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball. Yeah, I said it, Jimmy G threw the ball. Um, He threw the ball. George Kittle leaps up, stretches out his body, catches the ball within his fingertips, and just comes down beautifully with it. Please go watch that highlight. That was one of the best catches of the game. So beautifully done. Um, It was like watching magic happen, and because of it, the 49ers came back to win. Um, There was a period where I was getting frustrated because Jimmy G was getting sacked in the pocket back-to-back, and I was like, listen, at one point I even tweeted, just put Trey Lance in. Y'all know how I feel about Jimmy G. You don't need to be a hero. Just keep with the short passes And if you have to move out the pocket, if the pocket is collapsing, don't move up, move out. Like you're not moving out of the pocket. He would move up to a pocket that's collapsing inward. That doesn't make any sense. So no wonder you got sacked. You got tumbled. Not even like someone hit you. You got tumbled because the pocket collapsed inward and you tried to move up. That's a little too late. That hole has closed. So as far as I'm concerned, it was just massively frustrating watching him play at times. But he, he held his own, got us through it. You know, shout out to the defense for the 49ers. They were just itching for a lot of those interceptions um, because I was like, we're not losing this game. Now, at one point, it did feel like we were going to lose the game. And y'all know I have Tom Brady on um, Tom Brady and Chris Godwin on my fantasy football team. But I also am a 49ers fan. So I had two important games on the line. I'm sitting there. I'm frustrated. Like, you know, I've eaten my dinner with my family. We're all watching the game, and they see this look on my face that says, Ashley is really ticked off at the results of where this game could possibly go. Ashley's going to be okay, my sister says. 
Uh, so during the period of where overtime was about to happen for both these games, I in turn called my sister a Tom Brady traitor. I also, you know, said put Trey Lanson. I also said fire Robert Gould, who is the kicker for the 49ers, or Robbie Gould, sorry, who's the kicker for the 49ers. I also stormed out. I did multiple things. Y'all, I'm just competitive. I just want to win. And did I win that fantasy football match? No. But the point is... <laughs> That my 49ers won, Tom Brady came back, scored me 30 points in fantasy football, Chris Godwin scored me over 20, even Alvin Kamara. Listen, I don't have the Saints down here on this list, but Alvin Kamara with the cut. You got to go back and watch that game against the against um the team that they played i think it was the jets if i'm not mistaken and alvin Kamara destroyed it if you had him on his fan your fantasy football team that was the decision to make but yeah i'm highly competitive i said some things do i regret saying it no because i'm competitive and that's what i wanted to do now as you already know chargers versus the giants justin herbert i called this for this kid last season i said keep your eye out for him this kid is still a gem if he continues to get coached very well giving him weapons. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with that I think is going to really shine as the years go on. He threw for a 60 yard, 65 yard um, pass while getting hit. Like literally he's getting hit. He's going down and somehow finds his receiver 65 yards downfield. One, that's the best eyesight I've ever seen in my life. And two, that's the best arm I've ever seen in my life. So Justin Herbert, if you don't have him on your fantasy football team, I probably would put him on there. They beat the Giants 37-21, to 21, just showing some great talent there. I cannot even stress how like amazing that was, just the magic from that team and what they were doing. Um, if you have Austin Eckler, he was, the, um, of course, one of the running backs for the team. Um, at one point, he was slightly injured. They took him out and put him on the sideline, was resting him, um, and then he went back in. But that guy is a force to be reckoned with as well. Um, and then lastly, you had the Broncos versus the Lions. Um, this was a really, really important game. As you know, they did a really great thing for honoring their former player, um, last name Thomas, number 88, Damaris Thomas, actually. Um, and I, I know of him because I am, I used to watch him and Eric Decker play together on the Broncos. Um, what a great talent, just the spirit that he brought to the team, the spirit that he brought outside of the NFL off the field. Um, you know, he will truly be messy passed away this past week and the team did an amazing job honoring him. They actually had a nice, uh, spray, uh, design breakdown with his jersey number on the field. And every time the defense caught an interception from the other team, they would run over and put the ball down on his number. It was really just significant, magnificent to watch how the team just wanted to pay their respects. It wasn't just the Broncos. There was other players on other teams that had the number 88 on the back of their helmets, including, um, I believe, OBJ on the LA Rams and a few other players as well and so many people in the NFL that are honoring his memory and his legacy um, again he will truly be missed um, but just what a game they just played to the highest level shout out to the Broncos for just such a magnificent game and still honoring your former player at the same time so those were the highlight games that I truly enjoyed I will say this like just a quick tidbit before we get out of here I did watch the L.A. Rams game. Listen, OBJ is performing better in L.A. than he did in, of course, you know, Brown with the Browns. 
And I say that because he wasn't the problem. Didn't I say, I just need him to catch the ball. He clearly has proven he still can. I never doubted that OBJ could catch the ball. I just needed someone who could throw him the ball and then he could catch it and stop blaming everybody else. But he got out there. He's doing the work. He looks so much better, um, you know, physicality-wise, play-calling-wise. I think that, you know, Sean McVay is just finding a different way to use OBJ than considering when he was on the Browns and how he's being used. He's not just, you know, a run downfield. He could be that slot receiver that you need or that slant that you need to catch that and get that touchdown. And he's done well. Now, after all these great games, a big announcement just hit yesterday that I believe over 70 players tested positive for COVID-19 or came in close contact with someone who tested positive for COVID-19. So there's a lot of players who've been put on the COVID reserve list to follow COVID protocols. This is insane. This is the largest number we've seen compared to, I think, last year when, you know, we were really scared about running the entire season because of everything being shut down. Are there going to be fans? How are they going to protect themselves? We had no vaccine at the time. Now, like seeing all these pop positives and everything, and they said there's possibly more to come So keep a lookout for that, not just for fantasy football. I really hope that all the players are, you know, healthy. They quarantine themselves, that their families are healthy and safe. We want to still enjoy football, but we also want the players to be, you know, at the best of their ability health-wise as well. But in regards to fantasy football, if you're paying attention, um, you definitely want to pay attention to which players are going to be benched or under COVID protocols because of it. Um, and also the coaching staff that plays a big role in it all too, as well. So this was a huge announcement that dropped. Um, the source was Adam Schaefer. If you go to his Twitter, you'll see that announcement, that, um, tweet there. So stay tuned for much more that's going down, you know, especially going into playoff season. It's going to be, listen, if you are a backup, this is your time to shine. Because all these players who are getting like OBJ just tested positive for COVID-19 that popped um on real quick as well popped up as an announcement from the NFL someone out there confirmed because I saw I get a lot of news pop-ups not from like shameless but like from the NFL and from like CNN not CNN from ESPN um as well as I follow some major analysts and that came up as well so keep that keep your eye on all of that because it's playoff basically going on playoff time to see who's in the hunt who's gonna get there And this is insane. I think it's a minimum of at least 10 days. Is it 10 days? I want to say it's 10 if you're not vaccinated and seven if you are. Um, If you do test positive for COVID-19 or you are put on the COVID reserve list because of close contact. I believe that's the NFL's policy. Please feel free. Go visit www.notyouraveracheerleader.com. Um, send me messages. I always love to hear from you all. If y'all have more information or you hear anything, um, you know, please provide your source, of course. But I love hearing from you all. I thank you for, you know, the 4.8 out of five readings. This is all because of you. I appreciate you all for making this the number one season for Not Your Average Cheerleader out of all the seasons I've done, which there's only been three. But for this to be the best means so much to me. Keep your eyes tuned. Have fun playing some fantasy football. Have fun watching the games this week. I will be talking to you all next week because I'm sure there'll be a lot to share. Bye.